Good morning and welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Wednesday, everybody, and it's a really, really happy Wednesday if you're in Milwaukee. We've got all of your preseason preview action for the Phoenix Suns covered on this podcast. I'm Dave DeFore. I got my man Trayvon Edwards, who has his finger on the pulse of what's happening in Phoenix. We got Andrew Schlecht pushing buttons behind the scenes. Before we get started, don't miss out on the exclusive in-depth coverage that you can only get at The Athletic. Go to theathletic.com slash daily ding. Not only will you get a subscription for yourself, but you can get one for a friend or a loved one. That's right. Buy one, gift one is here. Sports are back. Sign up at theathletic.com slash daily ding to buy one, gift one. Coming up on today's show, we're going to preview the Phoenix Suns season and all of the hope and promise that it is certain to offer. But first, Trey, big news right before we go to record. Giannis Antetokounmpo signs a five-year Supermax with the Milwaukee Bucks. He's not leaving. This is huge news as far as the NBA landscape goes. Doesn't really affect the Phoenix Suns much, except, you know, I guess they're they're not going to sign Giannis next summer. But th- this is huge for Milwaukee. I mean, they, they keep a marquee player, two-time MVP. They lock him in. They just got Drew Holiday. I mean, this is this is great news, I think, for the NBA. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, small markets depend on stars, especially when they draft them and try to keep them there um, to retain. And and being able to, you know, that Giannis had been pried away and rumored to be joining the Los Angeles Lakers and the Golden State Warriors for so many years. And I'm sure now it's, a you know, a breath of fresh air in the Midwest. Um, him saying that, you know, him actually breaking his own news and announcing that he found his home for the next five years with an option in year four, I think. Um, so in that scenario, you know, that, that gives Milwaukee a little more breathing room to build more talent around him. And I think uh, with the acquisition of Drew Holiday um, showed, showed Giannis that they were committed to winning. Yeah. You know, a lot has been made about them kind of fumbling the Bogdan deal. But the truth of the matter is uh, that was something that, that was kind of out of their control to a certain degree. I think that they showed him enough that this is a team that's actually trying to win championships. And that, and that's clearly what what mattered in this situation. But anyway, there's going to be tons of coverage over at The Athletic. If you haven't gone there already, make sure you go and check out all the stuff from Eric Name, who is, of course, our Milwaukee Bucks beat writer. Sham Sharania, I'm sure, John Hollinger, Sam Amick, all of the people that you love to read over at The Athletic. Go check them out for all of the Giannis coverage that you can shake a stick at. Trey, let's talk about the Suns, man. This is an exciting team, which is funny to say about the Phoenix Suns. Clearly, a lot of promise. They've got these these really great, talented young players on the roster. Devin Booker, I think, is poised to take a leap. We all know what DeAndre Ayton did last year. The big news for them, though, was trading for Chris Paul. How much of a, a culture shift are you expecting between last year and this year? Oh, they get the leader that they've been needing since Steve Nash left, honestly. Um, at this point now, you got someone who has the reputable, you know what I mean, career to, to get on guys. You know, obviously, I feel like Devin Booker was handed the keys and expected to lead, but that's not his style. You know, he's just kind of a show up, do his job and go home type of player. And the same thing with DeAndre Ayton, which being so immature and, you know, those those two enjoy playing with each other, but also 
Devin, I don't think knows how to translate being hard on DeAndre because they're kind of close in ages and peers. So now with Chris Paul, a vet in this game, you know, has 15 years of experience. I think it's year 16 now for him. You know, it goes to that point where he gets a chance to step in and, and, and elevate DeAndre Aiden's game, but then also take the pressure off Devin Booker where Devin Booker can focus on his strengths versus – you know, adding more pressure as far as being a leader or asking the tough questions. I, you know, it, it's it's not a massive difference between Rubio and Chris Paul as far as the playmaking goes. I think Ricky Rubio as a playmaker on both sides of the ball is very good. But the fact that you're adding a legitimate shooting threat and, and Chris Paul, better player than Ricky Rubio overall. I'm just saying, like, you're not... You're not going to get uh, – it's not like they're going from Javon Carter is the starter at point guard to, to Chris Paul. Ricky Rubio is a really good point guard. But that added offensive threat is going to open up so much for Devin Booker. Uh, this is the year Devin Booker takes a leap, right? Absolutely. I Again, I should the, say. <laughs> I, would, I would like to say, I mean, with the heavy stacked Western Conference, I still think that he can make a play – as a returning all-star and make this a thing. I think that, you know, although, you know, we, we loosely throw out the big three, they have three legitimate good players. I won't say three big three players, but three legitimate players that are, that could represent their team and that could elevate their play. And I think that Chris Paul is going to elevate DeAndre Aiden as well as Devin Booker. And they're going to be able to run certain sets for those guys and get them open, especially like you mentioned about Chris Paul shooting, they haven't had that in a while. So um, being able to, to shoot the ball and also, you know, in these past two preseason games, we've got a chance to, well, only one preseason game because Chris Paul sat out the first one. Um, we got to see a tons of uh, pinpoint bounce passes to DeAndre Ayton, and I don't think he's been open uh, since he's been a Phoenix Sun like that before. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Yeah, well, let's talk about Aiden. Uh, his development is going to be huge for this team. I think that a lot of their success hinges on, on him and, and especially the defensive side of the ball. We saw a lot of growth from him last year in spite of the 25 missed games. Obviously, the stuff that's fresh in our mind it was the excellent defense that he played in the bubble. I still think that there are big-time concerns, as there ought to be, about a guy just entering his third year, especially a big. But clearly, there is something there that people didn't see in his rookie year because the defense is getting better. Yeah, I think that that attests to Monty Williams and the culture that they're instilling and then also getting a defensive point guard like Chris Paul and adding guys like Jake Crowder and just adding toughness, you know, and, and I think the accountability is going to be there. He's not going to be able to lack around, you know, he knows that his role is just as important as anyone else's. 
Um, and, you know, for bigs, it takes about three years of development in the NBA. And finally, with this third year, I think fans, Suns fans uh, have to realize that you have to be patient. And, you know, mostly you, you want you want those high draft picks to be immediately good. But this is the year that he has a breakout year. Um, it's all going to depend. Their success is going to depend on his maturity and the choices that if he's able to be coachable. Last night, there was a clip of, you know, Chris Paul getting into him, you know, third quarter and just being a teachable moments. And those are the things that he's just going to have to accept versus pushing away. And that will, you know, determine how the, the Suns end up in the Western Conference. Are you worried at all about the loss of Aaron Baines for this team? It, it seemed like having that defensive guy that they could bring off the bench to to stabilize certain lineups was important to them. And, and as of right now, you know, I mean, their their center rotation is going to look similar to what it was in the bubble, which Dario was great as as the backup five. And I think they really stumbled onto something that teams should have stumbled on a long time ago with Dario. But no Aaron Baines means you don't have a guy that you know you can trust for crunch time defense. And and in a situation like Phoenix, where they're likely to play a lot of close games, you know, are you worried at all? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, I think that guys have, have, have earned their keep to play and, and stuff like that. And Baines was hurt a lot last season um, and on and off the floor. You know, like I said, when he was on the floor, he was very good, good rotation guy, knows to sacrifice his body, step in and take those charges. But you know, you, you know, Jalen Smith, he's going to continue to grow. You know, you got guys like Damian Jones that's going to try to work their way. And then they're going to play some small ball. If DeAndre Aiden can stay out of foul trouble, maybe, you know, moving Cam Johnson and, and guys around and, and, and being able to use Dario as well in those situations. So um, I'm not too worried about it. You know, worst case scenario, maybe they can make a move during the deadline if it's, if it's hugely detrimental. But um, I think Monty's going to implement you know, protecting and, and getting guys in the right places to to be a good defensive team. I love the the Jay Crowder pickup for this team. Obviously, adding another veteran uh, and a guy who is a willing shooter is going to be very important with Chris Paul and Booker and Aiton. You need a floor spacer, especially one who can play three and and four adequately. Uh, how do you feel about Bridges? Is the growth that we saw from him as a player off the dribble? Is that real or, or was that just a little bit of bubble experimentation? No, he's been he's becoming better. I think it's all because of his confidence. And that was the thing like they actually had a good problem last year where they were overwhelmed with wings. And now, you know, with the bubble and Ubre being hurt, Bridges got opportunity. And I think now with more and more opportunity, you know, with Chris Paul being able to shoot that frees up an extra pass where Bridges is able to knock down that three and same thing for Cam Johnson. So the guys more and more experienced, they're going to be more hungry, even Jay Crowder, you know, and I think it's going to be good competition that they, they've solely needed, you know, obviously Kelly Oubre was great and had a career year for himself, but, you know, moving forward, these young guys are going to be hungry and take advantage of it. Um, the only thing about Bridges is he either can grow or take a step back. And right now I see room for improvement that he can, you know, add more value to this Suns team. If there's one soft spot on the roster that's a non-defensive soft spot, I'd say it's the backup guard. I think that they're one playmaker short. It's going to be a long regular season. Last year was Chris Paul's first healthy season in a while, last year in OKC. 
think part of that was having those guards that could take some of the load off of him. But also those three guard looks that we were able to see in OKC, you could replicate that pretty easily in Phoenix if you had a third guy. I, I mentioned uh, in in the preview that I wrote with Seth Partnow over at The Athletic, I mentioned a DJ Augustine type. Obviously, they can't get him. But someone like that that can play as a as a starter if Chris Paul has to miss some time, he can play next to Booker, but can run second units adequately. Do you, are you as worried about that as I am? I mean, I, I just absolutely maybe, not. Okay, maybe I'm they, just going too hard there. Yeah, I mean, I think they've improved in their in their uh, in their backcourt. You know, adding you know good character guys, guys that want are willing to get better. You know, I think that uh, Ichwan Moore and Langston Galloway are going to be very experiment you know what i mean extremely uh second coaches on the floor and, and bigger bigger not bigger guards but more so able to do the little things that monty wants you know um and then also you know you got campaign who monty williams saved his career and javon carter who's a hungry defensive guard um so i think they'll be okay and and, and langston is pretty good with taking care of the ball and same thing for each one i mean with chris fall getting a breather worst case scenario i think that you know, if, if he remains healthy, they'll be okay. All right. I'm going to put you on the spot now. What are you expecting from this team? What, are they a playoff team? And and where do you expect them to, to wind up? Uh, yes. Yes. I, I'm, I'm, I'm backing up James Jones and I, you know, I applaud the work that him and, and Mr. Bauer has done, you know, in the front office. So I'm going to say most part uh, in the playoffs, um, and I'm going to say seventh seed. I don't want to aim too high. I mean, I've seen a couple of predictions going around where they had them at fourth and fifth. They just want to get there. And if they can get there, I mean, I think it's all going to depend on, you know, um, their, their big three players and then also um, availability. If guys can stay healthy, you know, I mean, obviously Devin Booker is probably one of the guys that's very dependable. But if him and Chris Paul can stay healthy and DeAndre Ayton can stay out of trouble, this team has potential to make it to the playoffs. Yeah, I think I'm about on the same page as you. I do think that if everything breaks right for them, it could really break right and they could be the four seed, but it would take a lot. And the biggest part of that is going to be health, in particular Chris Paul and Devin Booker, uh, obviously two most important players on the team, duh. But I do think that this is a playoff team. And, uh, you know, what we've seen so far, it's been pretty fun. It's It's been pretty promising. So, uh, looking forward to watching the Suns play this year. Uh, that's going to do it for today's show. Don't forget about all our other basketball shows across the entire Athletic Podcast Network. We've got the Athletic NBA show, which of course you know. we got No Dunks. we got House of Strauss. And we have all of our team-specific shows that you can go check out. Don't forget, subscribe to the shows you want to listen to in the app. You'll get a notification, and there are no ads. It's a great place to listen to podcasts. If you're not a member of the Athletic don't forget about our buy one, gift one. Go to theathletic.com slash daily ding. Get a subscription for yourself and somebody else. They'll think you spent money on them. It's a great grift. Go and do it. Thank you guys for waking up with us. Trey, take us home. Ding, ding. <laughs>